everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the book. Yeah, and I'm recording just so you know. Sweet. Just disclaimer. Um, we're gonna talk about the book, but I want to talk about you first because yeah, I want to know who you are. I know sure. I know who who you are uh, just a bit sure. by creeping a little bit on the internet, yeah. but I don't I don't even like to creep too much when I do this because I want to hear about who you are from you. Yeah, love it. So who are you? So for me, I came from the music world, man, 20 years uh, with two different bands, two different record deals, touring the world, uh, first with a band called Fort Pastor uh, that was like a part Australian, part American trio, um, was our first major deal and, and toured for three years with, with Fort Pastor and then uh, left that deal, released a solo record, uh, in between, and then went back with one of my former bandmates, uh, JT Keel, who's a slide guitar, banjo, mandolin, you name it, he plays it. Uh, we formed Big Kettle Drum in 2009 and uh, have been touring pretty much ever since. We I, I just started to slow down maybe three or four years ago to, to transition into the speaking world uh, from from touring with the band. But uh, yeah. It's, it's been a long journey, almost 20 years in the music business. And, uh, you know, I can't believe I don't look 108 years old. So, <laughs> so I feel it <laughs> because you're only 31. Yeah. Yeah. I got 31 year old pairs of underwear. So that is, uh, <laughs> that is just the truth. <laughs> well, okay. So, all right. Mu- okay. Musician. Yep. Um, like working musician. Cause yeah. you know, when someone says, when someone says musician, in some sense, it's almost like saying photographer, yeah. right? Because it's like everyone's a photographer. Well, everyone can yeah. strum a little bit of here and there. But working musician, you have yeah. been paid yes. for, for being a musician. Yes. Um, author, right? Yes. yes. Add, add that to the list now. Um, and motivational speaker. That is true. That is true. Right, so. Not everyone, so I'm still diving into who you are a little yeah. bit. Yep. Not everyone who is a musician mm-hmm. is an author. Correct. Let let alone motivational speaker. So what do you attribute about yourself that you have that kind of a Venn diagram that, that mm. can describe you, right? Yeah. Like what's in the what's in the center of that Venn diagram for you? How does how does that work? So it's impact for me. Uh, so, you know, you'll, we'll talk about it in a minute, but, but one of my black sheep values is, is impact. And so mm-hmm. I've spent the majority of my life trying to figure out what is the best vehicle to achieve the impact that I want. And so it started out with sports with me. I was, uh, uh, planning on playing professional baseball. I went to college to play ball and, and got hurt. And so for me, like I didn't have a backup plan. <laughs> and so, uh, it took me a minute to try to figure things out. And so, mm. you know, I thought it was going to be music. And, uh, then I uh, sort of in the middle of, of the record deals 
uh, when I had some time off, I thought it might be pastoring a church. And so, you know, I started a church in my living room, um, let's see, 2000, right around 2009 and pastored a church for six years and uh, built it to about 400 people or so. And uh, just realized among a, a bunch of other things that right idea, wrong vehicle. Again, uh, I, I love the impact, but it wasn't, I, I care too much and I can't cop out with a, I'll pray about it answer when someone's struggling. And so uh, mm-hmm. I would take on those burdens and it just, it killed me. Uh, and so left that uh, life as a pastor years ago and I went back to music. And then the the speaking thing has been really the last couple of years, honestly, um, but just has like taken off so, so fast that uh, I wasn't expecting the level of success. I think that, um, that I've had, and it's just presented some opportunities for me to do some different things. And so writing books uh, was one of the uh, th- mm. the the honest truth is if you're an author, people pay you more money. So guess what? <laughs> it was write a book on ant farts or, f- or f- you know, figure something else out to write about. Be that Amazon, number one Amazon seller under, well, you know, author ant looks flatulence. really nice on that resume, right? <laughs> What'd yes. you say? I missed that. I said uh, the Amazon number one bestseller in ant flatulence. It's a very, right. it's a very niche category. <laughs> yeah, you're that's niched, all right. But the but really, in in all seriousness, the the author piece looks really good, if not necessary, on that resume, right? Yeah. And you got to go around and you got to get what John Acuff and Donald Miller and Seth Godin, yeah, to give you their little. Yeah, I mean, there's a billion people like that. Bob yeah. Goff, they're all sure they're all out there where you yeah. get their little their forward yeah. would be great, but even that's like right. a little quote that's right that you can throw on there, right? That's it, you know. So you know, I self-published my first book a couple of years ago called "Rock and Roll with It: uh, Overcoming the Challenge of Change," and sort of looked at, you know, and uh, what took me off the road was my uh, oldest son uh, being diagnosed with cancer when he was 14, and so I had to figure something else out because I couldn't stay out on the road because I knew he was going to need care once we once we got him home, and so that. Um, is sort of what led me to try to figure out what that next thing was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then, so I wrote that book. It was great, but self-published, you know, it's, you know, it's not a lot of fanfare. Uh, you, you can only right. get the fanfare that you can afford. And right. um, so about a year ago, uh, I've got a ton of friends in, in the speaking business who have some really successful books, people like Phil Jones and Ron Tite and Scott Stratton. And, you know, a a lot of them used this publisher out of Vancouver called page two. And so I set up a meeting, we had this talk, they love the idea. And so here we are finally a year later with the book ready to, to come out September 29th. So you have all these vehicles, you have these, okay. You have these skill sets that lead to these different vehicles. Yeah. But you mentioned impact. What's the foundation of the impact? Like, what's your, what's behind the impact? You want to have an impact. Yeah. So what end or for what purpose? What's, what's that about? Well, you just hit the, you hit it on the head. It's purpose, right? So the whole point of, of the impact is, is part of my purpose. And so there's a book called Start With Why that uh, was written by Simon Sinek um, that uh, was a hugely popular book 
book. Uh, he's a very smart man, uh, brilliant mind. Um, I happen to disagree uh, with with start with why. Um, you can't start with why. You have to start with what. So what are your non-negotiables? What are your uh, deeply held personal core values? Because that's what your purpose is born out of. And so if those words are not included in your purpose, then your what and your why are not aligned. And thus you can't stay committed to any goal that you establish. So for me, <clears throat> it became writing about writing about these black sheep values. The book is called Black Sheep, Unleash mm -hmm. the Extraordinary, Awe-Inspiring, Undiscovered You. Well, that subtitle is all about people winging it. Uh, you know, over the last two years, I've asked tens of thousands of people in my talks, uh, you know, can they in one or two succinct sentences tell me what their life's purpose is? And the answer is no. Um, then I say, can you tell me what your non-negotiables are? Give me those five or six non-negotiables that uh, you live your life by, those personal core values. Nobody can do it. A fraction of a fraction of a percent of people can actually do it. So that's what made me write the book. So for me, those non-negotiables, those black sheep values, you know, the, the, the title of the book comes from a little piece of, of information that I got when I was 47 years old. Uh, I had no idea why farmers didn't value black sheep like the rest of the flock. I thought it was, I don't know, they were, you know, our, our idea of what a black sheep is, uh, come to find out was born out of a lie. And so this idea that they are the excommunicated, they are the ones that are sort right. of off, off to the side and um, is born out of the fact that a black sheep's wool cannot be dyed. So every black sheep is in fact, 100% authentically original. And when I heard that, I'm like, holy shit, I, I've thought that I was, uh, you know, a, being a black sheep was a bad thing for most right. of my life. And then I realized that my ultimate goal in life is to be 100% authentically original, that, that right. person I was created to be. And when I realized that that's what black sheep actually are, I, I had this concept to help people discover what I call your flock of five. It's your five black sheep values. These values that no matter how much someone wants to try to influence you or twist you, they simply cannot be changed like a black sheep's wool. It is what it is. And so the book walks you through discovering what your flock of five are. It helps you prove that they are in fact your sheep and that you are not caring for someone else's. And, uh, and then it teaches you to speak them into existence. When and where do they appear in your life so that you can feed them and you can help yourself live out your purpose because your purpose to come all the way back to what you just said is born out of those black sheep values. So for me, creativity, hope, impact, empathy, family, authenticity, those are my black sheep values. For the people that are watching, it looks like this. Oh, that's sexy, isn't it? Yes. Uh, they're all on the screen. If you are listening right now, you should watch this on YouTube because it's amazing. But, but there's six of those. There are six. And so I always tell people I'm a rock star. We do everything to excess. I needed an extra. Uh, 11. It goes to 11. <laughs> it goes to 11, baby. So I have six and not five. That's true. But when you look at this, my, when I tell you my purpose, it's going to make complete sense because my purpose mm. is um, to creatively impact others by authentically providing hope. And so mm. when you hear that purpose, 
it makes sense because it's wrapped in all of these values. So right. my, my purpose and my values are in alignment, which allows me to be adaptable and resilient with the how I'm going to fulfill that because the how changes every day, but the what and the why rarely, rarely change outside of a cash. Oh, I like event. that. Yeah. I like that just from the top level. I like that. Yeah. That's the how it changes man. every day. So the how's not really an easy button. Because some people like want to just know how, and then that's what they're going to plug into the equation, so to speak. But what you're saying is how never looks the same or how changes often. So if you know anybody who is recently retired, that is busier now than before they quit their job. I do. Uh, okay. So the reason is because they're trying to figure out the how on an undefined what and why. Ooh. That's, that's the reason they're doing that. Oh, I wish I wouldn't have thought of this person now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the problem is, you know, look, I'll give you a perfect example. So my dad uh, is a, uh, was a high school English teacher for 35 years. Um, he fulfilled his purpose. He honored those values one way for 35 years. Yeah. All of a sudden he retires and I can't take him to the grocery store without him having a 10 minute conversation with the person bagging my friggin' groceries because he has, he doesn't have his classroom anymore. So I'm oh. like, dad, can we get out of here without you having a, you know, this 10 minute yep. conversation with, with John who is, yep. who is frantically trying to bag my groceries. And, uh, he just, you know, he's trying to figure out the how, and that yeah. is, uh, that's the tough part, right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So do this with me. I didn't, it's sure. just popped into my head. So I'm going to, let's take a little risk. And if it doesn't work, then no one will ever see it. All right. <laughs> I love it. Walk me, walk me through one. Yep. For myself. Just one. Okay. Can we do one? Sure. What does that, what does that look like? So let's do this. Um, there's a couple different ways to identify your black sheep values. Um, yeah. the, e the easiest way is uh, to go to findyourblacksheep.com. There's an assessment there. You click oh, on right, okay. find my flock, right? You can do that. And it's going to walk you through narrowing down about 125 personal oh, core yeah. values into your flock of five. Okay. But there's another way we can do it. We can have some fun while we're doing it. Okay. So tell me, give me one of your top three favorite movies of all time. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> Believe it or not, that's the number one answer. That's, what? The, num that's the number one answer I got. I've gotten over the last two years. Number Should I two, give you a different one? Because I have a different no, one. No, that's fine. Shawshank okay. is great. Um, okay. Number two is is uh, Princess Bride. But oh, but, mine's Godfather. Oh well, there you go. Okay, so the, a little different movie, but yes, They're very different. So talk to me. Um, give me the the Cliff Notes version. Give me the one minute or less version of Shawshank Redemption. What what is it all about? Like I've My, never seen it. Okay. It's, it's about a man that finds himself in an unjust position mm -hmm. um, against his will. Yep. And he realizes more than ever and teaches everybody around him that hope cannot be taken. Okay. Hope is, hope is yours. And it's really all about hope. Now, hope, I saw hope pop up on your screen. That was a big value yep. for you, for you. Sure. Um, so maybe that's what we're getting to. I don't know. But that, that's what I get out of that movie. I watched that movie because he has hope for 20 years in the worst of un, most unjust worst of circumstances. Right. Yeah. 
and uh, he holds on to it and comes out the other side um, in a in a fantastic position, and he never gave up. Okay. So there's several themes that you sort of went through um, yeah. in, your, in your description. And that's, that's important because this is what, uh, what Maslow would, would call peak experiences, right? And so our, sometimes our values are born out of these peak experiences yeah. and the experiences can be both good or bad, right? So you could right. have a really powerful experience that helps shape your values, or you could have something happen to you that right. really affected you in a bad way that right. um, you say, I never want to be like that, or I never want that to happen to anyone else. Mm -hmm. um, and people who come from backgrounds of abuse and that sort of thing, some of those values are born out of those horrible situations. Um, but so let's look at hope. So we're going to assume that hope is one of your values. What, what actually we would do next is I would send you for the next week with an assignment of counting sheep. Um, not, not laying down and trying to fall asleep, but, but I would have you at the end of each day, you're going to do a little bit of archeology. span You're going to dig back through your day in your mind, and you are going to look for evidence that hope existed today. So if it was in a conversation, was it in a podcast interview? Was it a, you know, you've got to find proof. You've got to find proof. Okay. If, if you find proof regularly for one week, then um, we sort of take it to the next level. If we haven't found proof, then we do one of two things. Um, you could you could have narrowed something down too far so that finding evidence is tough. So what, what happens is your definition of hope and my definition of hope might not be the same. Right. And so yes. you might define hope with, with a very narrow sort of idea of what hope is. Maybe you, maybe you confine hope to spirituality. Um, and someone else might say, gosh, hope is so much more than that. It's, it's just hoping that I can get through to tomorrow or hoping mm -hmm. that I win the lottery or hoping mm -hmm. that I don't run out of gas before I can afford to put more in my tank. Right. right. Um, right. so there's, there's a very different definition. And so we have to look at how you define something first to know if you actually can find evidence of it. Mm. Um, if we can't, then we do something called leveling up, right? And so leveling up for me in this methodology uh, would be, you tell me that community, relationships, family, and faith are four of your black sheep values. And I'm going to tell you that none of those are your black sheep value. Your value is connection, and you just gave me four ways that you experience oh, connection, okay. right? And so same sort of a thing. We would look to see, can we level up to a word that encompasses the one you selected and a whole bunch more? Mm -hmm. um, or the other part of it would be self-sabotage. So are you doing something to not allow this to show up in your life for whatever particular reason? And sometimes that's the case as well. So those are sort can of the two things. Can, that you, we can you stop and tell me why somebody would do that? Well, we all do it. We're all our worst critics, right? And so, okay. so we have this conversation, even in the photography world, right? So it's a highly competitive space. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So why should somebody hire you and not the other person? Uh, my answer to that is because we can offer an experience that no one else can, because mm -hmm. we are unique in who we are. And I'm going to say, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I'm going to say that we have a space. I, I, the way it manifests is that we have a space 
um, that, that, that is unique to us. Uh, yeah. it, there's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, we can take you to different locations that nobody else can because we have exclusive access. We offer products in a way that nobody else can because we have 20 years of experience behind us. Yep. Um, things of that nature. So you've given me the how, which I completely understand. And, and I think it's amazing that's, that you have that sort of stuff to offer on the how, but you mm -hmm. haven't given me the why. And, oh, and the, the story. And the, the why is going to be wrapped in the what, which are those values. And mm -hmm. so my question to the person hiring me is, what is it that you, what are you trying to capture here? What, what, what is it? Is, are you trying to capture hope? Are you trying to capture adventure? Are you trying to, mm -hmm. what is it that you're trying to capture? Because the answer to how you're going to capture that is through your black sheep values. It's your unique perspective that allows you to connect. So if you, if someone came to you and said, listen, um, uh, let's see what well, we can pick. Let's pick a value here. So I'm going to take a look at one and say perseverance. I want this photograph to capture perseverance. That's really what I want it to, to say when someone looks at it. Yeah. So I'm going to say, how do I connect with perseverance? Well, I have to go back to my black sheep values. So I have to look and go creativity. Okay. How can I creatively show perseverance? My second one's hope. How can I use perseverance to have a photograph give somebody hope? How can I have impact show up through perseverance? I'm going through every single one of my black sheep values because it is my unique contribution to what is about to happen. And it's what separates you from everybody else on the planet and why they should come to you and no one else. The how, that's great. You want to take me somewhere no one else can get? That's fantastic. Yeah. But I want you because of the way that you make things come to life. And yeah. that happens when you define those things. If you don't, and this is where I, I've pissed off many, 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 photographers if you if you can't tell me what those things are then the truth is you've never taken an original photograph your whole life and that's a that is a hard pill to swallow but it's the truth because you've only been able to give me a reflection of what matters to someone else mm. and i don't care i don't care about that i want to know what oh. matters to you and wow. so when i look at people that figure this stuff out i see evidence of their black sheep in every photo they take, period. What does That's that look like? <laughs> it depends. So, so look, it depends on the, on the photo. So my guy, right. I think we, it's funny when you find a photographer that gets you, um, they're, they're like a hairstylist, right? Like you don't change. It's oh, like, no, no that's, that's true. This right. is the person. Yeah. You right? don't want to go anywhere else. That's right. exactly right. You, it, it takes trust. It takes building up all of those things. Right. And so they make you feel comfortable so that you take risks and you do those sorts of things to try to capture right. lightning in a bottle. So for right. me, um, Rich Johnson is, is my guy and he's down here in Orlando and um, he's phenomenal and he takes risks, but he'll, he did this thing last year um, during, during, as a response to some of the school shootings that had happened. And he sort of uh, did this campaign of a back to school flyer, like something you'd get from target. And, and it was all the kids doing their normal poses, except every single kid had a bulletproof vest on. And I'm going, uh, okay, I know what matters to him. I know yeah. what his black sheep are when I see that, right? That yeah. is what separates him from everybody else. And so you have to see those things when, when you take a photograph so that people, you know, when I walk by uh, a Frank Lloyd Wright house, 
no one needs to tell me it's Frank Lloyd Wright. I know it's Frank Lloyd Wright. Yep. And, and, and that's because his val- those black sheep values are screaming through the design. And that is the same thing that that's the holy grail. Of, of whether you're an interior designer, an architect, a photographer, a musician, an artist of any kind, until you define your, what your black sheep values are, you are not doing original work. You are only doing a reflection of what matters to everybody else. So, so much of this seems to involve intentionality, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, did I? Yeah. So, so, so what I'm going to say is this, um, I think there's a mile of difference between being intentional and acting with deliberate intention. Being intentional is knowing uh, that you are going to go to this particular location to to do the photo shoot. Acting with deliberate intention is knowing exactly what you're going to do and why you're going to do it. Hmm. It's not just the destination. It's actually how you're going to get there. There's more to it. So think of it this way. Um, if you said, you know, when you set a goal for yourself, if you say it out loud and you're like, this is what I'm going to do next year, whatever it's going to be, I'm going to gross a million dollars next year in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, if you say, okay, that's, that's the goal. It works like a GPS. Your brain works like a GPS. So when you establish your black sheep values, that helps that's like the directions as to how you're going to get to that million dollars. And every time you veer off a path, your brain goes, whoa, 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 whoa. You told me you wanted to go here and now you're headed over there. Do you want me to reroute or are, are we just way off a of course? And so what happens is our black sheep values pull us back to where we need to be to get to that end goal that we want to, that we want to reach. And so that is why we want to define these things. Cause if you don't, do you know how far you can get off path before you realize you're lost? Right, right. <laughs> it happens faster than we want to admit. Do these do these values, do they shift or evolve mm. or do they change over time? Like my values when I'm 20 going to be completely different when I'm 30. And is that going to mess me up if I put all my eggs into that? Ba- I mean... <sighs> That's a Talk great on question. That a little bit. I'm just thinking yeah. about it right now. No, listen, that's the great question. That that's the number one question people ask, right? Oh. Well, my my purpose changes. No, that's bullshit. It doesn't change <laughs> um, at all. It does. No, it does not change. It does not change. So so this is what happens. Most of our personal core values are fully developed by the time we're in our early 20s. Most of them. All the experiences you've had up to that point in your life have pretty much formed those things that matter most to you. Now, that doesn't mean you know what they are. That doesn't mean that Mm. you have discovered them. But Mm. most of them have been through your upbringing. Um, Your what and your why rarely change outside of a catastrophic uh, catastrophic event. So, Mm. you know, with me, with my son getting cancer, that definitely... T- tweaked a few of my values um, because it changed my perspective. Can but, you tell me what that looked like? Sure. So what changed. So you know, the first thing is I I didn't have any of these things defined before uh, oh. this happened, and and when I finally figured out what they were, it you know the things that I used to consider important, the things that I would stake my uh, uh, flag in the ground and say, this is, this is the hill I'm going to die on. Uh, we're just not true. That was emotion filled 
decisions that I were making, right? So because I was worked up, because I was holding on, whatever it might be, I, I couldn't um, understand what truly mattered to me because I was so worked up in an emotional state over just what was happening that I had nothing to, to sort of anchor me to. And so these black sheep values, it's, it's the way I describe it is there's a tug of war going on in your, in your, in yourself, uh, 24 hours a day. And it's a tug of war between your black sheep and your feelings. And so what happens is our values are the things that matter most to us. So you would think that you might want the values to win that tug of war all the time, but that's, that's not true. You don't actually want either side to win. What you want is a healthy tension to be kept at all time. Huh. And the, re the reason is because our values are born from our past. Okay. Um, anxiety, uh, depression, all that sort of stuff uh, lives in the future. It comes from uncertainty. It comes from us not knowing what's coming up. And so okay. we get all worked up about the future. Well, our black sheep live in the present. Um, every decision we can make that will affect our lives happens in the present. You're not going to make right. a decision in the, you can't make a decision in the future. You can't go back and change something you did in the past. Right. So everything happens in, in the present. And so if you think in my brain, what I do is this, um, I, I picture, I picture this tug of war with the, you know, you have the, they tie sort of the ribbon in the middle and then they have these two lines and each yeah. side is trying to pull that, that ribbon over the line if I feel myself getting really, really uh, worked up with anxiety um, or I'm worried about what's going to possibly happen about anything, I realize that I'm being pulled to the future. And so I have to go back to my values to ground me to stop them from pulling that. If I don't check with my feelings when I'm making a decision. So if I'm going to make a decision based solely on my values and I ignore right. how I feel about it, yeah. uh, our feelings are, I, as in the book, I said, our feelings are like the Hulk. And when you ignore the Hulk, Hulk, no, like that <laughs> Hulk get angry. <laughs> yeah. um, and so when we ignore our feelings, uh, they become incredibly powerful and they can pull you off balance. So what we want to do, a good decision that's described in the book is one that is born from these black sheep values. It considers all the facts you can get your hands on and it honors what you're feeling in the moment. If you can do those three things, then you've made a good decision regardless of the outcome. Most of us make a decision of whether or not something is good or bad based on an outcome. Right. But can't you but can't your feelings betray your values or vice versa can't yes. like can't my yes 100 to 100% that's that's the whole that's that whole healthy tension right so okay. so when our feelings are Is betraying healthy <laughs> the tension so here's the deal if one side or the other wins you will not stay committed to whatever it is you're trying to accomplish so there's always there always has to be a compromise or you always have Not to find like there's no compromise this is all about this is about doing two things at once this is about being grounded in the things that matter most to us while okay. at the same time acknowledging how acknowledging. we feel what that doesn't mean is that i'm going to resolve the way i feel if i'm pissed off if i don't like something it's okay as long as i go listen i understand 
that I'm pissed off. I understand mm. that I don't like this decision. I've acknowledged that this is how I feel. Mm. That sort of keeps our feelings at bay at times mm. enough to balance that out. It's when we don't acknowledge and we just go, nope, this matters most. I don't, I'm just going to say yes. And that's what I'm going to do. Mm. And our feelings are going, you didn't even check with me. It's like, it's like making a decision right. to buy a car without talking to your wife, right? <laughs> that, that, that is not a smart Ooh. decision to make. You've got to make that, you've got to make that check just to yeah. say, I'm including you in this process. Is it like that, a self-awareness as opposed to a yeah. self-deception? Like you can, yeah. you can convince yourself of anything if you want to barrel on through. Well, yes and no. If you can convince yourself when you don't have your values defined. Yeah. And that's what we do all the time. That's why right? it's so important to define them in the first place. Oh, that's right. Because that those are the rules of the road. So if right. you don't, if you don't define, then I, that's what I'm saying. When we get off, when we get off path and I've never established where I even want to go because I haven't defined mm. these things, mm -hmm. then I can convince myself I'm headed in the right direction. Always. Well, cause you can be an off, you can be way off track and not even know that you're off track to begin That's with. Correct. That is absolutely correct. That's right. All right. Tell, cut to the chase. Tell me, tell me the details of the book as far as release and how I, how I can get it and where it's at and where you're at. Tell me, tell me all that stuff. Yeah. So the book uh, comes out, September 29th. Uh, and, and just, I got to tell you, man, it's like, you know, you're an artist. Uh, it's, it's something that when you finally get it in your hands for that first time, it's like when you finally, you get that picture edited and it's exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, there's just a feeling of fulfillment that happens. And, and this has been a year. So, so think of like, taking a picture a year ago and not actually mm. seeing it until, That's <laughs> until right. a year That's later. Right. It's just yeah. like, uh, it's so I'm incredibly proud of, uh, page two and, and, you know, uh, Kendra Hall, who, who was my editor and, and just like the work they did was phenomenal on this. And, um, it captures everything I wanted it to capture. It's not a long book. Uh, I, I make a promise straight up front in the book that says, I, I promise no fluff. There's no fluff. Yeah. All Good. that's there is just the stuff that's going to be transformational in your life and everything else can wait. Um, and so September 29th is available wherever you buy books, uh, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, Amazon. It'll be in stores um, after September. Uh, we just found out actually it's going to be in the window at uh, uh, Barnes and Noble on Fifth Ave uh, in New York city, Ooh. which, which is pretty cool. We like that in the fall. Um, but the idea here is this, if you, there's two people who, who should buy this book. If you are someone who is struggling right now, um, to adapt, if you're struggling to be resilient and with what's happening in the world and you need help, mm. this book is going to give you help. If mm. you are someone who is kicking ass and taking names, um, and you want to sustain that, this is the book that's going to help you do that too. Um, and so the idea here is this, the, this work is hard work. It's hard work. And if you phone it in, you're going to get shit results. And so mm. you've got to, you've got to understand that there's a reason why a fraction of a fraction of a percent of people actually can tell me these things. And it's because it's hard work, but I will tell mm. you the ones that have figured it out, um, have left everybody else in the rearview mirror. They are, are loving life and are living life at a level that they never thought possible. Do you need to be a type A extrovert? No, no. Fill in, in fact, the blanks. Enneagram one, whatever it is. So here's the deal. Most of those people <laughs> think they know it all already. <laughs> so... <laughs> 
It helps if you're not my clients. <laughs> They're like, why do I need that piece of shit book? I right, already got right, the right. answers. Uh, so that, that, that is not the audience, man. <laughs> I love it. That's the audience great. is for people who are brave enough to, to yeah. accept, you know, this is what I say in the book. If you really want to learn how to be unbreakable, you have to understand that you're already broken. Mm. That's it. That's it. And so let's focus on what holds the brokenness together and not focus on trying to not be broken. <laughs> that's, that's what this book does. What about your website if they want to know more about you or your speaking and all sure. the other stuff you do? So if they want to go and, and uh, take the assessment, uh, that's at findyourblacksheep.com. And they can mm -hmm. get the book there as well and read all the reviews and all that sort of stuff. Uh, my personal website is just Brant Menswar, B-R-A-N-T-M-E-N-S-W-A-R, brantmenswar.com. The book is Black Sheep, Unleash the Extraordinary, Awe-Inspiring, Undiscovered You. Yes. September 29th. That's it, man. I, I like, I'm telling you, I, there's an eggplant emoji that I want to put right here <laughs> for everyone to see, because that's how excited I am about September 29th. Oh, buddy. <laughs> that's just real, brother. That's just I real. You. I believe you. I will take your word for it. <laughs> I do not need proof. That's right. Brant, hey, thank you for your time, man, and for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what – hopefully we can have a follow-up at some point. And, I would and, love and that, And see man. what's next for you. That's what I'm interested I, in. So, Listen, I can't thank you enough uh, for sharing your platform with me. It means everything to me. And so know that I, I care as much as you care about people getting, you know, getting something uh, for their time. And uh, I just thank you for yours today. So I appreciate I it. I believe you. Thanks, brother. Have a good one. You too, man.